Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery. $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery. A win for education. ODU Online. Home or away. ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. And isn't it nice when a plan comes together? All off-season long, you think about what you're going to have at that tailgate party. You think about how you're going to get the Monarchs over the hump when they host Virginia Tech for just the second time ever in football. And then Mother Nature says, I'll give you a darn good day. How about that? So we had a wonderful Friday, and the school closed at noon, and the tailgate party started a percolating. And then the Monarch fans started getting on campus, and there was that special feeling you get. Only on game day at Old to me university when you realize you're going to go into Cornblow field at sb ballad stadium and see a show and what a show those monarchs put on to the tune of a victory over virginia tech and with that we welcome you to the recky ronnie coaches show we're here at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake to celebrate the win, to learn what we learned from the tape from that day, and how we move forward toward, hopefully, a first ever win over East Carolina. Coach, good evening. Welcome to your show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's obviously, uh, that was a heck of an environment, and you know, I just want to thank again to Monarch Nation and all of Hampton Roads for coming out and supporting us, and that was a, I mean, that was a pretty special deal right there, and uh, obviously, our, our our players were very appreciative to be able to play in that type of environment, and it came out, and, uh, and to get the win and in a close game like that was, was a pretty special deal. You guys have been working for weeks for week one and the rest of the season. I know administrators and planners and tailgaters and partiers and fans have been working for weeks to put on their best show. It's interesting when the biggest show, arguably, of the year, for the time being, because it's the first one, is the first one. You know, when you open the gate with such a big production to put on, you don't know what's going to happen, not only from your standpoint, which we talked about last week, but from a, a fan standpoint. Who's going to show up? What's the weather going to be like? Will everything come together? And it all did. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, I thought uh, right from the beginning, you know, I thought our administration did a great job. And, and uh, you know, I thought the way the tailgates and everything were set up and the, and the Monarch walk and everything, I thought that, that was pretty. That was a pretty special deal and got us going in the right direction. For those that haven't been to the Monarch walk, with the players coming out of Webb Center before they put on their uniforms over at the stadium, you lead the way down there. What's that like for a player? What's it like for you? And yeah, what's for, it mean? I think for me, and I think for a lot of our players, it's one more opportunity to, to get to see your family before before the game starts you know for me I get to see my wife and kids and and uh just hug them right before the game um the first part is always a little awkward for me like I, I don't like I don't know like you come out and the band starts playing and you just for me it's super 
weird and awkward because I'm first. So, like, if I was, like, eighth, I'd be fine, you know. But, like, <laughs> I'm first, and so it kind of comes off a little, a little weird. And, and uh, I don't know, I've always... I, I probably spend too much time picking my suit for, for those games and that sort of thing. To you make had sure. the Hudson blue suit going that day for week one. It looked sharp. Yeah, I went with the, I went with the Navy shirt, too, because I knew that's what the helmets we were wearing. And then, of course, my 13-year-old said, I think your, your suit's awesome, but I don't, I don't like your tie. I was like, well, thanks, bro. You know what I mean? So uh, he didn't like the Paisley tie. I thought the tie was fine. You know, I, I, obviously I did. I, I picked it. So. Um, no, it was, it was a, it's a good deal, and, and it, uh, but the walk's special for the guys because they get to walk through, see the support of everything, and, and, and get to be together one final time. And then I like it because, you know, I always get to the – I rush back to the front, and I always uh, get to hug every player before they go in the locker room, which is important for me. Student section was packed long before – kickoff and that doesn't happen a lot that was special and not only the student section but there are a lot of people in there before kickoff well done monarch nation for getting in there to see not only the the start of the game but there's a lot of pre-game pageantry that goes on to entertain you and i'm glad a lot of people were there to see it well i, I know how much pride uh, monarch nation takes in tailgating so to get in there on time is important so uh a, a little probably unexpected quite frankly so um, that's the first time I've used that all season by the way um, but uh, yeah no it was awesome I thought you know just starting it off the right way and, and uh, our guys you know that opening kickoff that of the season that's a special feeling so you want to go down there you want to do that the right way how big a deal is it to have their classmates there en masse supporting them I think it's a big deal I mean you know I was loved it you know because the games are a little bit more exciting i always thought that students as much as the fan the other fans are important i always thought the students are what really uh created the atmosphere of the, the tone games. yeah yeah you know I, I always thought that that was the thing that was always going to be the most important thing you were going to have is like how loud is the how loud and rowdy is the crowd it's usually determined by how big the student section is so um that's what i, I always think that that's something that really can set a game apart hudson blue uniforms in my opinion are pretty sharp what do you what do you think of those yeah, obviously I like them. Are you a uniform guy or are you not a uniform guy? Because you're one or the other. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I like uniforms. I mean, I, I, I like, uh, I like uniforms that are our colors. It's, I've told people this before. You know, I, our, my players hate uh, me for this, but like, I hated the black ones because that's not our uniform. It's not, not our color. colors, right? Yep. Uh, Hudson blue is, so that's why I liked it. Um, you know, I, I've always been a little bit of a traditionalist, but in terms of you know, like. Where I was before, they had one uniform, right? Um, I like the way we're doing it and, and combining the three colors and coming up with a bunch of different combinations, and, and uh, I, think, I think that's going to serve us well over the long run. Uh, for those here at Wild Wing Cafe, yay or nay on the Hudson Blue Unis? You like them? Yeah, see, it's always a mixed bag. I get, I, I get at least three donors a week who write to me and tell me that they're soft. Um, of which I, if, if a uniform makes you soft, you got such bigger problems going on, right? Like, what the uniform makes you tough, so when you wear black, you feel tough. Like, that's crazy. You know, I played it, we, we played and coached at Iowa, and they've got the pink bathrooms or the pink locker rooms. And, like, you want to talk about the most overrated things in sports, that right there. You know what makes it hard to play in Iowa? Their defense <laughs> and the fact that the fans, there's 80,000 fans, and they're about three inches away from you and if you take your helmet off they steal it and start sending it up the way so like i think that that's what makes it important not the uh pink the pink locker uh volume wise first time we've had that many people in there with that much at stake uh, in, a, in a contest uh from your standpoint could you hear folks 
Doing some barking? Yeah, at the wrong times. Uh, <laughs> you know, we had to, we had to, I mean, it's fourth down, right? It's fourth down. We have the ball, and it's the loudest it was all game. I was like, uh, yeah, if everybody could, like, chill out for, like, right now for a moment. And then we'll get back to it. Like, as soon as we got the first down, like, yo, explode. Let's do this. But that particular moment probably wasn't the, the thing I wanted to be the loudest. So what we have to do is, is when we have the ball, be cognizant of uh, down and distance and, and what you're trying to do offensively, then go nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, if we had the ball, if you could hear a pin drop when we had the ball, that'd be sweet. You know what I mean? And then when they have the ball, we did get a couple, uh, yep. we did get a couple pre, uh, pre-snap penalties, which that was, that was great. That was great. I, and that was something that I, I had asked for. And my wife made sure that uh, I tell everybody thank you for that because I did ask for that, and it did happen. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show here at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Monarchs come from behind to defeat Virginia Tech. Uh, the offense struggling early on. The defense was on point early on. Your thoughts of the, the start of the game, which in, in game one is always going to be funky. Yeah, I just thought we played a little tight on offense. I, I didn't think we cut it loose and that sort of thing. Um, across the board, you know, I don't think there was a, a, a position that maybe played their best football. I'll be honest, I don't think we played our best football at any position on the field, offense or defense or special teams. Um, I thought the defense, we had some guys make some unbelievable individual plays that, that made our def- defense really, really good. Um, but there were some times where we, had, we were playing tight on defense too. So I think that that was really exciting for me is be able to watch the tape and say, oh my gosh, we do this better, this better, this better. Look how much better we can play. You know, to be able to win that type of game and not play your best football uh, – is exciting as a coach you know that's something that says that we have a lot more in the tank and and that's something i look forward to well in many ways it's like this first test is a pass fail exam yeah you can make some mistakes but if you just get the pass just get enough to get it through there you can improve learn more and be better the next time and you get out of there with the w and and it's oh so important for so many different reasons yeah i mean uh, for us it was important because it was the first game and you you always like to go one and oh you know, and, and I know that's our mantra all the time, but we want to go one and zero as much as humanly possible. I'm gonna get hit in the head by a screen here. Um, I think that that was the most important part of it is is being able to go one and zero. And then the other thing was winning a tight game and making the plays when we needed to make them. And I think that was when you watch the tape, that's what you saw over and over and over again is guys made plays that had to be made. And and I think that you know that's something you can hang your hat on. Um, obviously, you want to. You want to be able to make the, the standard play on first and ten in the third in the second quarter, but you know, hey, you got to make those big plays, and that that's critical. As we watched the first weekend of football across the country, we saw so many teams unable to make those plays. And I look at uh, freshman Ethan Sanchez goes two for two field goals to start his career. Yes, they were short ones, but still, you have to snap it, hold it, block it, and kick it, and get it through. And he did that twice, and other places across the country, that didn't happen. So, that was one of the spots where I thought the first-year folks did a nice job. Yeah, I mean, you know, the second field goal, everyone was probably wanting to boo me. It's one of those things that when it works, I'm, I'm a genius, and when it doesn't, I'm an idiot. But... You know, I thought that in that situation right there, I knew we were going to, or I thought we would have at least two possessions left um, and to go down and, and try to win the game and give us, a, give us a chance where if you don't score there, um, now, now you, still need a, you, know, you still need a touchdown to tie it. You know, so I thought, hey, let's give ourselves a chance to have a touchdown win it. Obviously, it worked out the right way, but that's, honestly, that's how most coaching decisions are. When they work, you're a genius, and when they don't, you're an idiot. And uh, that's all right. I mean, that, that's kind of what you sign up for. Well, it, it, it is, and 
when you think about being a fan sitting there and, and, and wanting, you only think about the best case scenario oftentimes when you're a fan because you want to get the points right there. You're in a position to do that. You think, oh, this other team is just going to lay down and let us do this. That's not always the case. And you have to think a couple of steps forward. And it worked out in this, in this case. This brings me, I'm sort of bouncing around here a little bit on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, but here's my question for you. What's your strategy about going for two? Um, it, it obviously didn't come up in this game, but as we move forward, every set of circumstances will determine things. But what's your overall thought on going for two? So wh- when it's, it, it pops up, I can sit there and say, we talked about this. Well, what you just said, and that this isn't going to answer your question at all, but it, it depends on the circumstances a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it. it there, there's injuries that go into it. There's how you're playing that goes into it. There's maybe... Um, how fatigued your team is there's um you know there's a number how good their red zone defense is and how good their red zone offense is how good your red zone red zone defense so there's a a number of factors that's that's why like you know those analytic books that people get like yeah that's great to have but i mean people play in these games and so you, you have those books can't they can't see that you know, they can't feel that. They can't generate that. So I, I can't sit here and say, okay, well, in this situation right now, I'm going for two, and this one I'm not, because that's not, that's not the case. Um, there, there are times when, you know, we've scored, you know, late in games, and I've been ready to go, for, or, or if we scored, I would have been ready to go for two, and other times, obviously, that, that I wasn't, you know. So I think it just depends a lot on the situation. So if these situations all pop up, if we just tap you on the shoulder and say, what are you thinking about? You'll let us know in that particular situation right then. I'll tell you in hindsight. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that one thing uh, you guys have all learned is I'll tell you the truth and I'll tell you in hindsight what I was thinking um, and why I was thinking it. And, and, and that I, I certainly will do. Well, where all this comes from is sometimes when a situation pops up in a game and you're watching the game or listening to the game, you'll hear the guy say, well, coach said on Tuesday that if we get into this situation, we're going to go for it. So everybody's on board with this. That's a crock, isn't it? No, sometimes guys do. I just have never believed in that because, like, what if you tell everybody, all right, we're going to go for two, and then you've already used the three plays that you were going to use as your two-point play to score the touchdown? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know why you would make that determination on Tuesday when there's a whole game to be played uh, before that. And I know, like, one of the reasons you're probably asking is because of that LSU, you know, game and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, because they missed the extra point, all the LSU fans, we should have gone for two. It's like, if they would have missed the two, they would have been like, we were the better team. Why did we go for two? I mean, like, it, it doesn't, you know, that's where I think it, it, it's, it's, it's always a, it's, it, that's where it's easy to be a fan, right? It's easy to be a fan because oh, it's really easy. To be yeah, because you get the benefit of hindsight, which is you know always right. <laughs> you mentioned special teams before. How big a deal was Robert Kennedy's effort on that one on the high snap on the Tech attempted field goal, and the whole game, at least the half, turned around on that play. I thought a lot of guys made great effort on that play, and, and which put a lot of pressure on their snapper. And, and you know what? He made a mistake. And, and, and that guy's a, he's a good player, and he's going to continue to be a good player. But, you know, he made a mistake on that one play. I thought our guys really made a great effort to go get the ball um, and then realized, okay, I, I need to scoop and score because we talk about that as if it's behind the line of scrimmage, you know, and it's a field goal or a punt. we got to scoop and score. So that was the other thing. I was so proud of them that they didn't fall on it. I would have, you know, that would have felt like a – coaching malpractice had we done that so I was I was really happy about that and uh, to get in the end zone that was obviously a huge play in the game 
There's an example, though, of, of, of the coaching and hoping that at crunch time, the coaching and the instincts for a Kennedy or the rest of that special that, that, that field goal block team will pick it up as opposed to try and dive on it, knowing that it's just offensive linemen, et cetera, that are behind, and they aren't going to catch you if you come up with it. Yeah, and also if you fall on it, you don't gain anything, right? You're, if they fall on it, you get it right there. If you fall on it, you, you get it right there. So you want to try to scoop and score that as much as possible. If you watched it, you go scoop and score it, and then, okay, you missed. Well, you pick it up the second time, right? And that's what that's what RK was able to do. Um, and like I said, it was a huge play in the game, and it was something we practice all the time. And, and uh, that was, you know, obviously that was a, a huge turning point in the game. Five turnovers. We talked before, and we've talked a lot about needing to create turnovers for hundreds of reasons. You created five of them on Friday, and that was a huge factor in this game. Yeah, I thought the guys were, ran to the football, and when you run to the ball, you're going to be around it, and, and, and good things are going to happen. Um, I thought we caught the ball when it came to us, and, and the crazy part is, you know, we really shut down some zones. I thought we did a nice job on that, where we could have had even two more. You know, that, that was... Uh, and not because anything the quarterback was doing, just we were around the football a bunch. Uh, so I thought that was huge, and that was a huge emphasis for us since the end of last season. Uh, coach Seiler and, that, and the defensive coaching staff done a tremendous job with that. And then the kids, you know, really, really worked at it and, and made plays, you know, all through camp, and it showed up in this game. Monarchs tied for the nation's lead in turnovers after one week of the 2022 season on the way to a 1-0 record of victory over Virginia Tech. We'll touch on the end of that game when the offense came alive when it had to. Also, we will uh, talk about the improvement between week one and week two. And, of course, we'll have our Lexus look ahead as we take a look at the East Carolina University Pirates who suffered heartbreak in Greenville in week one. Also on the way, we'll hear from defensive coordinator Blake Seiler and offensive lineman Nick Salvaderi. We're up and running with the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Optima Health, we care for our members on and off the field. With Optima Health's virtual consults, members can securely connect with a board-certified physician for non-emergency care or behavioral concerns 24-7 by phone, online, or through video chat. We offer a full slate of health and wellness tools, personal health assessments, and health coaching available on a user-friendly platform. So visit OptimaHealth.com to find out what our team can do for you. Visit OptimaHealth.com for cost and coverage details. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your Ph.D., browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu slash team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu slash team. Whether it's Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday, or Sunday night, for all your football needs, ESPN Radio 94.1. From the near hash mark. 
Snap gets past Moore. It rolls into Hokie territory. Moore goes down, slides. It's still on the ground. It's going to be scooped up. Here come the Monarchs. Special teams are just that. Touchdown, Old Dominion, the first of 2022. What a play it was. Robert Kennedy, the third. First touchdown is on special teams, and the Monarchs take a lead at halftime. But then there we are, 258 left to go in this ball game. Still down four. It's 17-13, Ricky Ronnie. And uh, what do you tell the offense going into that one, a, a, a side that has had, had had its struggles throughout the game, thanks in part to uh, a Hokie defense that was rising up a little bit too? Yeah, I just told them to go play to win the game. You know, I mean, go play to win and, and don't worry about what's happened in the past. And, you know, one of the things I said is no one's going to remember all the other things if we score here. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely you know, right. I mean, so I think that that's kind of the key. And, and we did, you know, I mean, I, um, we made some huge plays. I thought that first throw by Hayden was a big time throw to get us going. You know, that's every quote unquote two minute drive. I know there's more than two minutes. I get it. But every two minute drive I've ever been a part of that scored. You know, that first play, um, either first or second play, gets us going. You know what I mean? And, and, and so I was really, really excited about uh, him being able to make that read. And it was a tough read because it was actually kind of a blown coverage. And, and so for him to find him, um, he had his eyes in the right place. And so that was, that was huge. And it's another example of play the next play, go 1-0 with the next rep. You can't think about what's happened. There's nothing you can do about it. You've got to look forward and make the plays and do what you've trained to do, and, and the offense did that on that drive. Yeah, I mean, you know, our playmakers made some plays, and, and uh, you know, I thought Hayden did a nice job of giving guys a chance to make plays. He made a couple of really nice reads on those, and then obviously we, we, we got the ball down the field. And it was, You know, if you look, it was the drive, even the drive before we started to move the ball a little bit uh, and, and create some explosive plays, and then uh, obviously we kept it going in that one. So, you know, it was huge uh, and, and, you know, getting down there and, and getting it in and then also being able to burn some clock and, and at the end and being, being smart about that and burning some clock and then getting them to use their timeouts. Uh, that was obviously another huge factor in the game. What can you say about Blake Watson's fourth and two run? Uh, it was a great effort. You know, we didn't – obviously it wasn't the most well-blocked play we've had all, all, all year. Um <laughs> But you know what? There, while there was maybe a, a guy or two that you know didn't have his best effort on that play, um, there were still a bunch of other guys who had really good efforts that allowed Blake to find that little crease right there and, and get there and, and make the play. And, and uh, you know, Blake's a hard guy to tackle. He's proven that over and over and over again. And, and to get back to where he got to and get the first down, um, that was a huge one. And, and I think you know the fact that you know Hayden was able to run for you know eight eight and a half yards on the play before huge play and a huge replay. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly down. I mean, yep. I do think that. He was clearly down. Did you know that Im- uh, immediately, or did you get word that immediately that was nothing to stew over? Or do you always stew over these things because you never know what's going to happen? Well, when they call it a fumble on the field, you always stew over it. You know what I mean? And because you're a little bit nervous about uh, they, they say, hey, you know, it's got to be um, irrefutable. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I, I, that, that, that word to me is a little – I mean, if – 
I don't understand why replay takes so long and it's supposed to be irrefutable. Like, it should be one play, oh, this is clearly wrong, and then move on. Right, right. Like, right. That's it, a good as point. long as it takes more, if it takes more than four minutes, then it should automatically not be overturned, which I've never understood, but whatever. Um, Actually, that's a good point because there's reasonable doubt when it takes so long. Yeah, I've never, like, just the, just, just the time itself. Uh, so I, I've never really got that part, but um, the guys who were all right there when it happened were like, Coach, he was down. Like, they were pretty adamant about it. And usually you can see the difference between a hopeful guy saying that and a guy, you know, and everyone being like, no, Coach, he was absolutely down. So that's why we had our next play call ready to go. And, and, uh, and I think that that was also helpful because when we, we got back out there, we were talking to him, we knew what to do. And, and uh, obviously, it, you know, there were some, some big plays after that. Is it difficult maintaining your focus during a fairly lengthy delay such as that? It shouldn't be. I mean, I, I think, you know, those fairly lengthy delays are what allowed, you know, me to think about how we want to, you know, on the next one too, you know, when, when Ali catches it, it was it a touchdown, was it not a touchdown? That allowed us to think about, hey, and coach the guys up on, you know, milking the clock uh, so, that, so that we could get it down. And obviously that ended up helping us, able to use about, you know, 20 seconds in a timeout there. And then, um, you know, I was, I was kind of happy when they did overturn the next one, obviously you want to score, you know, but I thought we'd get in and uh, able to make them use another timeout so that they had the ball with no timeouts. That, that's, a huge, that's a huge factor in the game. They, they can play that way different, only needing a field goal if they have a timeout available. So Blake goes over with 33 seconds to go, and the Monarchs take the lead, and the roof cut, caves in at SB Ballard Stadium, and people are going nuts. And then you get the Lamari and James interception to seal the deal. And then you've got yourself your first Old Dominion University. I'm the football head coach. Crowd jumps onto the field scene. How was that? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was a great experience. I'm glad I had it. It wasn't so awesome when I tried to get the guys in the locker room and I, I was trying to round everybody up. And, I mean, it was it was crazy. I, 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 must have, I mean, I'm telling guys, and I'd, I'd go get five of them and get them to the locker room and then – I'd go back out to get another five, and then those five would sneak. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you, know, I, I mean, you mentioned my, herding cats, I It believe. was, and, and, and my, my post-game speeches are like seven seconds, so I kept telling them. I was like, this is going to be – you can come back out in 12 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, my, literally, I said one sentence when we were in there, one. Um, so it was kind of like, hey, guys, like, how about we just you know, get this thing going? Um, but I think that you know, that was, it was an awesome experience, great for those guys to be able to experience with their families. Obviously, it was awesome for me to be able to experience with my family. I, I waited for the television interview, like, forever. I mean, they couldn't find the camera guy. The camera guy was, like, lost in the crowd, I guess. So they'd use a different camera. So that was kind of weird because it's like I, I want to be with my family. I've got to, you know, and I didn't know when I was going to get talked to or whatever. So I certainly didn't want, you know, like, you know, my wife or, you know, my best friend or something to say something inappropriate while I had it. Well, now I'm live on TV or something crazy. So, um, yeah, but it was, a, it was a pretty awesome deal. And it's also awesome just to be able to walk back to your car and then drive through your neighborhood and four minutes later you're home and be with your family, which is, which is kind of cool too. Do you want to tell us the one sentence you told the team in the locker room after beating Virginia Tech for the second time in as many tries in Norfolk? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I'm one of these people. I'm like, I think this is what makes me a, a not-so-great modern football coach. <laughs> um, I hate, like, the cameras are everywhere. Um, I know some coaches, like, they love that. And, 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 and guess what? It is good. They're, they're right. I'm wrong. It's good to be able to have that stuff. It's great for your program, the publicity, all those sort of things. Um, I'm just not great at it. Um, you know, most of my language is probably not – 
not suitable for work. Um, you know, so I think that that's part of it as well. You know, so I think that, but this one I kept fairly clean, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. But, I, you know, you don't want, I don't want those things out there because you don't want it to be like bulletin board material. Yep. We play those guys nine years in a row, you know. Yep. I already did that with, that with that thing I put out on Twitter, which I know everyone's like, it turned into this whole thing. And, the little you know, Jordan thing, yep. Yeah. I but mean, you know what? You, I, I heard you explaining it uh, earlier this week, and it's like you got five schools in here that are all pretty good in the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and uh, to state that you're it – before anybody's played any games, maybe is a little premature. Yeah, that's, that's all. What, that's that was that was my main point. I mean, there's five of us, and guess what? I mean, play play some pretty good football in this state right now, and uh, you know, so I and, and and I think that everyone's got to understand that we play a, we we play the other four. So I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, at the end of the year, hopefully I can say that and mean it, but I'm not saying it before before the end of the year. I know that. Ah, the flickering flame of social media can burn one's fingers in an instant. And one must always beware. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's probably my last time that I get uh, Twitter fingers like that, but it's, it's all right. For one, one time, one time it was all right. So what did the tape show you? And uh, back to work this week, and, and you, 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 you pat yourself on the back for a little bit, and then you move forward and start focusing on the next challenge. What did you work on this week? Yeah, I think the tape showed us that um, we've got to use our techniques and fundamentals better. I thought we played really, really hard. But we didn't take the techniques and fundamentals that we've been working on in practice and doing really well in practice and applying them to the game. I think that's what it really, really showed us um, over and over again. And I think the guys saw that. I, you know, I asked the guys after. I said, all right, who in here thinks they played their best football? And no one raised their hand. You know, so, I mean, it, it wasn't – I don't think anybody really felt like they did. And, and again – that's not like a knock against anybody else. That's just because I, I, I'm positive that Virginia Tech doesn't feel like they played their best football, you know. So I just think that it was one of those games, usually in the first game you don't play your best ball. Um, usually in the first game you are too amped up and you make a mistake here and there. I just thought we played a little tight at times and that affected how we played. And I just want us to play looser and go have some fun and, and uh, you know, cut it loose and play to win instead of play, afraid to make the next mistake. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. We do it Wednesdays this year from 7 until 8. Have you noticed a difference in the guys in terms of practice and, and, and focus, et cetera, now that school's back in session? No, they've been pretty good about that. They've been pretty good about that. I mean, you know, I talk about academics so much, even when school isn't going, that I think that it, it's always on their mind. I mean, I, I, I brought it up today. I'm going to bring it up in my PowerPoint to the team tomorrow about another uh, separate, you know, academic issue. So, you know, this is, this is all part of it. So I think that I haven't seen anything, um, and I wouldn't let it be a, an excuse or a factor either. You know, I mean, th listen, they're here to get their degrees, and they're here to, they're here to play football and get their degrees. So to, uh, to allow academics to be an excuse would be, I mean, that'd be completely disingenuous to what I want to build in a program. There you have it from Ricky Ronnie, the head coach of the Old Dominion football team, now 1-0 and after a victory over Virginia Tech. Now they set their sights on Greenville, North Carolina for a Saturday afternoon game at East Carolina. We'll talk about that with our Lexus look ahead in just a couple of moments. And if you're thinking, if you're on the fence maybe, you know, I'm thinking about maybe going to Greenville on Saturday, and I hear Venture Bus Tours is taking the trip down to Greenville on Saturday, and I can actually just get on the bus... And then I can go down there, and they'll take me, and then I'll go to the game, and they'll bring me back. I can do that. We'll go to VentureBusTours.com. And if your plans are already set for this week, they're doing the same thing for UVA next week. So, hey, 
How about some fun? And they can do the driving. VentureBusTours.com. Check them out for this weekend at East Carolina and next weekend at UVA. Still to come, we will hear from Nick Saldaveri. We'll get you a look at East Carolina from the coach's standpoint. And up next, it's defensive coordinator Blake Seiler. This is the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, live from Wild Wing Cafe on the ODU Sports Radio Network. At Chartway, we know that it's important to support and give back, bring hope, and do good every day. We do this by raising over $14 million to help children facing medical hardship, by awarding $25,000 annually to Old Dominion's Athletic Scholarship Fund, and providing nearly $380,000 in awards to other Chartway student members. At Chartway, our people-first mindset is about doing what's right and what's kind, unlocking potential to help everyone thrive. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. You want the primetime games? We have them. You want the big games? We have them. You want Old Dominion football? We have it. ESPN Radio 94.1. That's where the pressure's got to come. He's got to get a push, but he's also got to get that snap first. You go Watson again? Here we go. I do. Wolf fakes the handoff, gives it to Watson. Touchdown, Old Dominion! Elementary, my dear! Monarchs back in front, 1917, 33 seconds to play. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show continues, and I'm pleased to be joined by uh, our staffer of the week. It's defensive coordinator Blake Seiler. Coach, good to see you again. Good to see you, Ted. Good to be with you. All right. You get week one out of the way. Pretty good performance from the Monarch D. They came out playing fast. It was a little sloppy, probably too sloppy as coaches, you know. We don't really like to see some of the things that were on tape and some of the missed tackles. But they played hard, and they played really tough, and they played all night long for four quarters. So we love that side. What did you learn this week? What did you try and teach this week in preparation for East Carolina? Tackling for sure. We've got to wrap up. You know, we're hitting guys at the line of scrimmage, and we gave up way too many rushing yards in that game when we got guys tackled within – you know, three yards of the line of scrimmage, and we're bouncing off them because we're not wrapping. So that's always a wake-up call coming out of training camp. Um, you just The way the rules are nowadays, you don't get a chance to really tackle live a whole lot. It's just how it is, and you got to protect the team. And then the other part of it would just be some of the communication issues. We have some guys that were out there for the first time. That's the first time they've been in an environment like that that's that loud. And as much as we talk to them about the places we've been in the Big 12, Coach Ronnie in the Big Ten, and how loud it is and how demonstrative you have to be with communication, I don't think they really understand it until they experience it. It had at least been a while. You've been in those environments you've talked about, but what was Friday night like for you? 
it was awesome. I mean, it took me right back, and, that, and that's what we're building here. And uh, really cool to see the stadium filled up like we all heard it would be and why we all came here because we knew about the support here at ODU. What's different? I know the players turn over with the portal and all that type of stuff, so every year is kind of new. But what sort of stays the same for you, or how does having another year under your belt help you here at Old Dominion? Uh, I think just without a doubt, just having some of the same guys around, experience is always something you can't teach. You know, we've got a, a saying as coaches that youth is a disease and it's incurable. <laughs> so, have, but, not, but not terminal. But not terminal. That's right, not terminal. So great to have experienced guys in year two. There's a lot of guys that have been through it and have been in those environments and competed hard last year and know what it's supposed to be, you know. So that's great. Um, we just got to keep building from it going forward. Talking with Blake Siler, defensive coordinator at Old Dominion. How's the family doing? Let's get a family update. Doing great, doing great. Uh, so L, my oldest, she turned six and just started kindergarten. Uh -oh. So that was what time of day was that when you sent her off? <laughs> it was in the morning. That's why we love working for Coach Ronnie. He let me take her to school, even though we had a team meeting. So it was it was awesome. A moment I'll never forget. And then Bryn, my middle child, she just learned how to ride her bike without training wheels. Those are all the things you miss as a coach, you know. But what was the secret to that? There, there are certain ways to do it. There are certain ways that aren't the way to do it. You're asking the wrong person. I need to get my wife Inga on here. <laughs> we, we found you take the pedals off and you let them just sort of balance on the seat itself and then you add the pedals to the whole thing. That worked for us. Okay. Well, I'll ask Inga. She got it done. She got it done. Which, but that's another huge deal. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, my youngest son, uh, Riggs, is uh, joining the same daycare as Bryn, so she gets to be the big sister now. So big things happening in the Siler house. We're talking with Blake Siler, the defensive coordinator of the Monarchs. What's it like having 42 out there running around, tying a career record, uh, school record with 18 tackles in week one? Everything that we talk about building this defense, of playing fast, playing tough, playing discipline, and playing hard every play, every day, that's what he embodies. And to have the leader of your defense really really being the flagship guy of how he was flying around and doing it every play, was uh, that's what we're building here. And he's awarded the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week for his efforts. All right, East Carolina, what type of problems do they present after seeing them in one game? A lot, Ted, to be honest with you. Quarterback is a great player. He's been, a, you know, he's been there forever. He's really tough. You know, he really kind of calls the offense at the line of scrimmage, and those are the guys that are the most difficult to go against. And he's a runner, you know, so not only is a thrower, he can run the offense at the line, and he can take off scrambling if he needs to. I think at receiver, they've got a lot of talent um, really across the board. It's not like you can double-team one guy or bracket another guy because, you know, they've got really two, three guys that can hurt you. And then the running back core that they have is ex as explosive as we've seen since I've been here. Number two, he's as fast as anybody I've played against. Um, and then 47 is kind of the hammer that complements him. you got to tackle him. They're going to look at that tape from last week of us bouncing off tackles and get excited. So we got to get that right. Got it right the first time. The stew gets a little bit tastier as the weeks go on. Best of luck this weekend, Coach. Thanks a lot, Ted. That is Blake Seiler the defensive coordinator, and we're talking about the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week, Jason Henderson. How about 42, Coach? He put on a clinic. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've loved him since he was a sophomore in high school, and uh, I was lucky and blessed enough that he was in my recruiting area when I was at my former school, and 
Uh, Coach Olsmer up there at Delaware Valley does an unbelievable job, and and uh, so I, I, I've been a huge fan of his. And I I remember he was the first person that I offered when when I got this job. Wow, the so, first one. Yeah. So uh, you know I knew he'd be a great fit, and he, he's turned out to be a uh, you know a, a guy you can build a program around, and and uh, you know absolutely love everything he brings to the program, and, and he's done a fantastic job. What's it like when you offer someone? Because you're changing their lives for the better. You're, you're providing them sort of with one of the mountaintops. There are lots of different mountains to climb, but that's one of them, and that's got to be special and a, obviously a huge responsibility. Yeah, especially if it's a kid's first offer. I mean, it wasn't his, but if, it was a, if it's a kid's first offer, it's a really special deal. I mean, they usually get a little choked up because they know they, you know, they don't have to pay for college, and for some of those kids, that was the only, that's the, the only way, way they're going to go to school. So... Um, you know, I think that that's a pretty awesome deal. I, you know, I like to offer every kid that we offer, um, and I talk to them personally. I like to talk to their coaches before we offer them um, so that everyone knows, you know, what I expect of them and, and what they can expect of me. Jason Henderson, Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Week, and he's off to a wonderful start with an 18-tackle performance against Virginia Tech. Who else stood out for you on the defensive side? As a group, when you come up with five turnovers, you're doing a lot as a group, and it takes the group, but anybody else jump off the tape to you? Well, I just think in the secondary, I thought we did a nice job of being around the football. Obviously, the interception by Tobias Harris was a, was a great deal. That was on an RPO. Um, uh, the quarterback left a little bit inside, and he, he was able to make a great interception there. You know, the, there was an overthrow that uh, Terry Jones came up with. Um, obviously, Ryan Henry had to sit out the first half due to the targeting penalty in the bowl game, which is a silly rule at best um but you know he came back out and he was flying around and did some things and then made that big play there and 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 helped set everything up there at that last drive so you know i thought one thing we did really well is we didn't ever give in to him and uh even the plays that we didn't make that we should have and and you know there were plenty of those as well we just bounced back and kept playing and kept playing and kept playing and, and i think that that's what was you know really critical it's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Wednesdays during the football season, Monarchs gearing up for East Carolina. And coming up, we'll get our Lexus look ahead as we take a look at this Pirates team that suffered heartbreak in front of a record crowd last Saturday. Can they turn it around and take care of the Monarchs? They're 3-0 against Old Dominion. We'll have our Lexus look ahead in just a couple of moments. But coming up next, we'll hear from offensive lineman number 64, Nick Saldaveri joins us. That's coming up right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Monarch fans, Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique, and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process to help you reach your home buying dreams from one home team to another. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 72043, is an equal opportunity lender located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 100, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. It's no longer about answering the most emails or pulling the most all-nighters. It's about prioritizing what's most important. Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagles Peak Hiking Trail. Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. See Priority Lexus Newport News and Priority Lexus Virginia Beach. Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply. 
Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor rows or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating well for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 100 to get in the game with domestic your home for college football hop on the train hampton roads old dominion football espn radio 94.1 wells back to throw sending his men deep looking looking down the middle he goes this one's going to go over the midfield stripe and it's going to be intercepted lamarian james and the dress is in the bag for the second time in a row over the Hokies here in Norfolk. Is it a rivalry now, Hokies? Is it a rivalry now? Check, please. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. We're at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, Monarchs, and East Carolina this Saturday. Pre-game coverage begins at 5 o'clock. Kickoff, Monarchs and Pirates will be at 6 o'clock. Pleased to be joined now by number 64 from the offensive line, Nick Saldaveri. Nick, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Happy to be here. How was your offseason? It was awesome. We had a great time. We definitely... We put through some stuff, and we handled adversity well, and we, we toughed it out, and we got better. When you think about your role on this team now, it's kind of evolved in a positive way where you've gotten more reps and more responsibility, and, and just the whole thing is, is moving in the positive direction. How do you keep that from going sideways? Well, you just got to handle every day the same and go 1-0 every single day. And if you keep on putting your nose to the grindstone and working, then good things are going to come your way, and you don't have to you don't have to change anything when you get to where you want to be. You got to keep striving for more and trying to be great every single day. How can you make your teammates better? How do they, your line mates especially, make you better? I think I can make my teammates better by practicing hard every day and trying to give them the best look possible. And my offensive line teammates, they make me better every day by holding me accountable in everything that I do and hold me to the standard that we want to have as an offensive line. Of course, Isaac goes on. He was a huge leader for this team. Got to fill in the ranks right there. Who's assuming leadership roles? Is it everybody? Is it you? Is it uh, everybody on a certain situation? How's that going? Well, on the offensive line, we have a lot of old guys. Um, I'm obviously a leader myself. Uh, Tyron Hunt, he's a six-year senior. Uh, Leroy Thomas, he's played a lot of ball. Kadir Kunze, he's played a lot of ball. We got a lot of guys who have played a lot of ball on the offensive line, so we're kind of taking it as a, a group leadership role and holding everybody to the same standard. And on the team as a whole, we got leadership all around in a bunch of different spots that we haven't had it before. And I feel like in every position group, there's someone who's got le- redeeming leadership qualities and holds everyone to a standard that they need to be held to. All right, would you rather pancake a guy opening up a hole on a run or keep a blitzer from getting to your quarterback on a pass? Probably pancake somebody on a run. <laughs> That's a little more fun. How hard is it? to put in the work in the off season that won't bear fruit until you're starting to play for keeps? I wouldn't say it's hard because you have to just not look forward to the season. You have to go 1-0 every single day and attack. That really works, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You have to attack every day the same. And just like you, you do have it in the back of your mind that you're going to reap the benefits at some point. But if you just focus on the grind and put your nose to the grindstone, like I said, you're going to reap the benefits eventually, and good things come to good people and people who, that, people who work hard. When you have time off, be it before summer camp began or when you get an hour or two 
uh, before school work. What do you like to do to relax? I like to hang out with my teammates and my roommates specifically and like just sitting on the couch with my with my roommates and my team who are also my teammates is something like it's time that you won't get back like you're not going to be in college forever and you're not going to be able to spend this time with your guys so being able to just spend that time with them is time that is well spent. Does everybody realize that do you think or do you do some folks just fly through it all and then have to look back and say wow I didn't take the most advantage of it that I could? I think some people definitely let it fly by and they don't take advantage of the time they have with their teammates and their their friends and who like turn into their family at the end of the day and they take it for granted sometimes and being able to look at it and not take it for granted and appreciate the time that you have here is something that is that'll definitely help you in your time in college. How do you prepare when you're putting on your uniform? Do you, you have tunes going? You have you just focused on certain things? What, what's your pregame ritual like? If I'm being honest, I feel like it's a little bit different every game. Uh, there's some games where I'm bumping music the whole way from the hotel all the way to game time. There's some music where I don't listen to a lick of music. Some games where I don't listen to a lick of music before the game. Um, but one thing that is always on my mind is the game plan and our plan to attack the team that we're about to play. And that's really what I'm focused on, on how I'm about to attack the person that's in front of me and what I'm going to do to beat them. We're talking with number 64 offensive lineman Nick Saldaveri. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show here from Wild Wing Cafe. I'm Ted Alexander. Nick, why do you think Old Dominion was the perfect place for you? I feel like coming to Old Dominion was a great decision for me because they were the first school to ever like take a chance on me, per se. Um, they were They saw me as like a kid. I was a kid when they started recruiting me, and they saw potential. And coming here kind of, for me at least, and let me come in here and, like, fulfill that potential and show Old Dominion University that they picked the right person to come here. And being able to see everything that we've gone through in my four going on five years here, we've gone through some stuff, we've gone through some adversity, we've gone through good times, bad times, and I feel like it shaped me as a man and uh I've learned a lot of valuable lessons that I'm going to take on in life after football, and I don't take that for granted. After football ends for you, whenever that may be, what's the plan? What would you love doing? What's the dream scenario for you, other than win the lottery and head off to Tahiti? Yeah. Uh, Well, I got a sport management degree here at ODU, so I want to work in sports sports administration and collegiate athletics, so like an athletic director or something along those lines. Um, I feel like I want to do that because – it gives you an opportunity to have an impact on student-athletes' lives in a way that sometimes they can't even see. But you know what you're doing, and you know that you're helping their college experience and their athletics experience overall. Nick, hope that's not for a long, long time. We appreciate the time here today, and have fun this year. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate you. Nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman, number 64. What does he mean to your team coach, Ricky Ronnie? Oh, man, we need another show. Uh, I mean, I, he means everything to us, and, and he's such a great leader and such a tremendous person and a great, great football player. And, and uh, you know, Coach Wilder and his staff did an unbelievable job uncovering some of these guys, and, and Nick Nick's a great example of that. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've been able to help develop him into a, into a really, really good player, and, and Coach Reiner does a great job with him. Uh, but – this kid, you're not going to find very many people who work like he does day in and day out to, to, you know, be a better football player. But a lot of it comes because he just 
man, does he love the game of football. And it is, it is awesome to watch him work and, and, and do those sort of things. And that brings us to our Lexus look ahead, brought to you by your local Lexus dealer. We invite you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus experience amazing. East Carolina loses a heartbreaker, record crowd at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville. They had number 13 NC State on the ropes, a couple of goal line stands, some good stuff. Didn't get it done. Your first thought on the Pirates? They're a really good football team. And Coach Houston does an amazing job. Um, you know, I mean, that quarterback. You know, he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. He does a great job. He's tough. Um, he knows exactly how to manipulate protections in order to get him in the right stuff. And, and he goes to the right guy and, and some things. And, you know, I know he's going to come out ready to play. He made a couple throws that he probably regrets from the last game. But, I mean, they're nowhere near in that game without him. So, you know, he does some unbelievable things. Um, you know, they've got a great running back who's very, very fast. They've got some big, fast, tall uh, tight ends and wide receivers. I think their center is a good, very, very good football player. It's going to present a good challenge for us. Um, then on defensively, you know, they play a great scheme. They play with layers. Um, they're, they're very well coached because you can see the same things over and over and over again and, and do it done the right way. Uh, they play hard and fast, uh, very similar to our defense in that way. Uh, their field corner is a really, really good player. Um, you know, but they've got, you know, safety and those sort of things. And, you know, I just, I've been impressed all the way around with their guys. And that, you know, I know everyone's going to point to the kicker and everything. Listen, that guy is a He's good, all, all conference kicker. That kid is a good player now. I mean, like, you know, he, guess what? You know, it, there's, there's other things that happen in games than just, you know, those sort of things. And, and the punter, he, he actually punted really well in that game. There was a block punt, but, I mean, he, he punted fantastic in that game. So I think that it's just one of these things that they're a really, really good football team, and uh, I think it's going to be a great challenge for us. Your punter had a heck of a game. Back to uh, the Monarchs for a second. Ethan Dwayne, 48-plus yards a, a punt and eight punts, and some of them didn't look really pretty, but the results were good. You know, he's been punting really well for us in camp and doing some sort of things. And sometimes those, sometimes those quote-unquote non-pretty punts are kind of on purpose. Um, so he's, do, he's doing some of those things too. And, you know, I thought we covered uh, well on those things also. I thought our gunners in particular did a really nice job of getting down there. Um, Coach Smith does a great job of setting those guys up. And Coach Dupuy does a great job of coaching those guys. So I, I, I thought that, you know, that was another thing that we did a nice job with. Monarchs and Pirates. Toyota pregame show begins our coverage live from Greenville Saturday at 5. Kickoff, ODU and ECU will be at 6 o'clock. If you're a Monarch fan, you know Old Dominion's 0-3 against the Pirates. You know a couple of those might have been tainted a little bit. A little replay here, a little screwy stuff happening there. Well... A new dawn and a new day happens this Saturday, Monarchs and Pirates. We'll continue live from Wild Wing Cafe in just a moment with our remaining moments with the head coach, Ricky Ronnie. This is the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show on the ODU Sports Radio Network. We love winners, and at the Virginia Lottery, we celebrate winning every day. Whether it's a small win on a scratcher or a multi-million dollar jackpot prize, we provide fun and entertaining games to our players. Hi, I'm Kelly G, Executive Director of the Virginia Lottery. As we cheer on the Monarchs this season, we want to remind you what the lottery is all about, supporting Virginia public schools. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. 
Rain On Big Blue and Rain On Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Hey, Monarch fans! If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family-owned and operated real estate company in the United States, with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money-back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. Your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship. ESPN Radio 94.1. Hayden Wolf in the shotgun, takes the snap, steps forward, kneels, and that will do it. The clock hits zeros. And for the second time in as many games here in Norfolk, the Monarchs beat Virginia Tech. Final score, Old Dominion 20, Virginia Tech 17. And they're coming onto the field here at Cornblow Field at SD Ballard Stadium. Is it a rivalry now? Monarchs now 1-0, and East Carolina 0-1. Ricky, Ronnie, when you think about what Monarch Nation should be thinking as they hit the road to go to Greenville, what do you want on their minds as they try and get the Monarchs the first road win this year? Yeah, just uh, as many people as we can get there, that'd be great. You know, I know it's going to be a hostile environment, so as many friendly faces as we can see is always appreciated. Um, not too far away, right, two hours down the road, so let's get that done. Coach, we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday, and, of course, we'll see you down in Greenville on Saturday. I, I would like to say happy birthday to uh, Waverly for her fourth birthday. She's usually here, and uh, she told me I was her favorite coach when we were 1-6, and six, so that was before it was cool. So I appreciate uh, her, and, and uh, happy first birthday to her. Well done, Waverly. Thanks to the coach. Thanks to everybody that came out here to Wild Wing Cafe. And thanks to you for listening. Don't forget the Toyota pregame show begins our coverage Saturday game day at 5 o'clock. Kickoff, Monarchs and Pirates will be at 6. For the coach, Ricky Ronnie, Ted Alexander, good night from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. 
Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all your favorite Old Dominion University sports anytime, 24 hours a day at odusports.com. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network. The Tim Donnelly Show, tomorrow afternoon at 3 on WVSP-FM HD1 Yorktown. ESPN Radio, 94.1. Your home for Norfolk Tides Baseball. WVSP-FM 